Rated M for Mecca. Welcome to Buildcasters, the podcast that's all mecha, all the time. I'm Ash Beard Guy, one half of those melanated mecha bros that you know and love. And on this episode of Buildcasters, I'm going to talk about Kyokai Senki, Bandai and Sunrise's first non-Gundam mecha property in some seven years, and also a new live action addition to the Gundam build series. Unfortunately, Sentai 5 couldn't record today, but he has pre-recorded his thoughts on Kyokai Senki, and I will be including them in the latter portion of this episode. So how's about that Kyokai Senki, huh? So Kyokai Senki, which roughly translates into English as War Machines on the Borderline, is Sunrise's first mecha property in seven years. The first one since Crossange, Rondo of Angel and Dragon, which aired, I believe, all the way back in the heady days of 2014. It's a collaboration between Sunrise Beyond, which was formerly Zebek, and Bandai Spirits Co. Limited, a subsidiary which Bandai created to specifically focus on all of its hobby brands. As I'm sure most of you mecha nerds know, Zebek was purchased by obviously Bandai Namco Holdings from IG Poor. Zebek have produced such mecha anime classics as Martian Successor Nadesco, Die Guard, and Fullmetal or Panic Invisible Victory. They were also the creators of the relatively popular Sokino Fefner franchise or Fefner in the Azure, roughly translated into English. The production and IP of which was retained by IG Poor and transferred to Production IG set to air as part of the autumn 2021 anime season. Kyokai Senki tells the story of a Japan and its people in 2061 who have been occupied and oppressed by a number of hostile foreign powers. With large humanoid mecha, known as Amaim, that's A-M-A-I-M, patrolling the streets. Against this backdrop, Kyokai Senki focuses in on Amo Shiba, a young introverted boy who finds a rather fluffy looking AI called Guy and manages to acquire one of these humanoid Amai mecha by the name of Kenbu. With Kenbu and the artificial intelligence Guy by his side, Amoshiba will attempt to take back Japan from those aforementioned hostile foreign powers. In addition to focusing on Amoshiba's efforts to liberate Japan in a giant shooty robot, Kyokai Senki also focuses on Gashin Tezuka, a frank and stoic 16-year-old member of the Japanese resistance who pilots the Amaim ghost in order to avenge his father. Now, despite having a narrative premise that clearly draws on tropes and story elements from its mecha forebears, plot-wise, it kind of sounds like the ersatz love child of Code Geass and Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, Kyokai Senki has a really rather intriguing team of staff and mechanical designers working on it. Nobuyoshi Habara, whose credits include Fafna, Broken Blade, 
and Star Blazers 2202 will be directing, and serious composition and supervision of scripts will be handled by Noburu Kimura, who was responsible for serious composition on such works as Gundam Build Divers and Cosplay Complex. Now the most exciting part about all of this news, the mechanical design. So the mechanical design will be overseen and supervised by Ken Okuyama Design. And I'm sure as you know, Ken Okuyama is responsible for designing the G40 Gundam and a plethora of motor vehicles, including high-performance sports cars for the likes of Ferrari. And working under this supervision are Yuya Koyanagi, who actually works for Ken Okuyama Design, Kanateke, the Exia Emperor Ebikawa, Kenji Terauka, and Ipe Gyobu. So here's where I am with Kyokai Senki. I feel like the plot and character designs are highly derivative of past works from the mecha genre, with the narrative proposal somewhat resembling a hodgepodge of elements from Code Geass Lelouch of the Rebellion, Full Metal Panic, and Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans. The design of the protagonist, Amoshiba, bears more than a passing resemblance to Riku from Gundam Build Divers. The less said about that anime, the better. And I guess the design of the deuteragonist, Gashin Tezuka, is pretty cool. I mean, he does kind of give off like stock, aloof, chaotic, neutral character vibes, but his design is at least not as generic as that of the protagonist. While we're seemingly on what initially appeared to be the cons of Kyokai Senki, let's talk about the staff. So I'm not really that familiar with the works of Nobuyoshi Habara, but I am more eminently familiar with the work of Noboru Kimura, who has been charged with series composition for Kyokai Senki. Kimura-san was the series composer for Gundam Build Divers, which narratively wasn't horrible but wasn't even close to being great build diver's real problem is its characters <sighs> don't even get me started on the protagonist and cosplay complex which is an ova that is just not good so i kind of worry about kyokai senki from a narrative perspective however what i'm certainly not worried about is the mechanical design we have some titans on the mechanical design team for this anime. Kenji Teraoka has worked on Immortal Grand Prix, not a 26 episode anime series that Cartoon Network produced in conjunction with Production IG, but the original five episode series of five minute shorts. He's also worked on Build Divers Re-Rise, Code Geass, Blood Plus, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, Jewel Parallel Trouble Adventure, and bodacious space pirates. Kanatake, the Exia Emperor Ebakawa, has obviously worked on Mobile Suit Gundam 00 and is responsible for the timeless design of the Gundam Exia. He also worked on Gundam Age and designed the Gundam Age 1 Normal. He has also worked on various entries into the Gundam build franchise. Some highlights of his work from the build series include the amazing Exia and Exia Dark Matter, the Build Gundam Mark II and the Wing Gundam Fenice and its variants from OG Build Fighters, and the Core Gundam 1 and 2 and the Planet System Armor from Build Divers Re-Rise. 
and he also designed the mecha for Vandred, one of my favorite mecha anime of all time, hence why I hold him in such high esteem. And last but by no means least, Epe Gyobu has worked on Darling in the Franks, Megalobox, Gundam Build Divers and Build Divers Re-Rise, Gundam Reconquista in G, and Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. And he is responsible for excellent, excellent mecha designs. The Moon Gundam and Gundam Astaroth Origin and its variants are but two examples of Ipe Gyobu's handiwork. So as you can probably tell, um, my views on the limited news that we've received on Kyokai Senki are decidedly mixed. I'm cautiously pessimistic about how good the anime will be from a narrative and character standpoint, but I am overwhelmingly optimistic that Kyokai Senki is going to have some of the best mechanical design work that we have seen from an anime in a very, very long time. So all in all, even though my feelings on Kyokai Senki are somewhat ambivalent, I hope that it is an unmitigated success in terms of television ratings and economically in terms of the sales of its model kits so that in future Sunrise and Bandai Spirits will invest more capital into original mecha anime properties. So you've heard me give my thoughts on this momentous mecha anime news. Here's Sentai 5 with his. What's up everybody, Sentai 5 here. And it has been a minute since we did Buildcasters, or at least since I've done anything Buildcasters related. Hope you've all been well and staying safe. So yeah, Kyokai Senki, how about it? <laughs> the trailer didn't give us too much, but it gave us enough to pique my interest at least. The overall synopsis of the show kind of sounds like Code Geass a little bit, and not to mention the AMAIMs, the MIMs, I don't know how to really pronounce them, sorry. Uh, they kind of look like the Nightmare frames from Code Geass mixed with Iron-Blooded Orphans Gundam frames, not to mention the overall color schemes of both of them. The protagonists look like your run-of-the-mill mecha protagonists, but they're paired off with some cute little AIs, which <laughs> look kind of interesting. Because they look, they look like stuffed animals. But we'll see how that plays out, when, obviously, when the show is coming out. Not entirely sure what to expect from this show, but I'm just overall pretty interested and got pretty decently good vibes all, all around. Not to mention, I'm very interested in checking out the high-grade kits that are due to release later this year for the show. Um, they're a high-grade 172 scale, so I'm waiting to see how they end up, you know... Height-wise, compared to a regular HG Gunpla. I mean, the joints on it look pretty wild, especially in the arms. It's a very interesting design that they pulled off there, and I hope it translates well onto the actual kit. So yeah, that's about it for me. Sorry I kept it brief, but there's not really too much this time to, for me to really talk about. Hopefully, it turns out to be a good show and really a good year for it. You know, hopefully if it's popular enough and get a sequel series or some kind of OVA, that'd be really nice. But yeah, so good luck to the show, and who says mecha anime is dead? Now for something that's not anime, but is still very much related to those giant shooty robots. Gundam Build Real, which is set to debut on YouTube on the 29th of March, is a bit different to previous entries in the Gundam Build franchise. It's in fact live action. The project will be helmed by Katsuyuki Motohiro, whose past works include Psychopass, and scripts will be penned by Naoya Yamauchi and Yuwa Tanaka, 
who will also be co-directing. Shuhei Okabayashi and Momo Inaba of Production IG will be producing the project. And the most exciting news is that Ryota Nozaki, otherwise known as Jazztronic, who produces exceptional jazz-inflected electronic music, will be responsible for scoring the project. So far, a 15-second trailer for the project has dropped on YouTube, obviously, and it has somewhat piqued my interest. The Real Grade RX-78 II and Shaz Zaku II are the gunpla that feature prominently in the trailer. However, slightly modified versions of what appear to be the Freedom Gundam and the Astray Red Frame also appear exceptionally briefly, like blink and you'll miss it. In Gundam Build Real, Gunpla battles seem to take place in virtual reality, with the Gunpla being placed on podiums that scan them and characters being seen wearing virtual reality headsets that one assumes places them directly in the Gunpla battle action. All in all, I'm actually really looking forward to this project. However, one thing I have noticed is that the Gunpla in Gundam Build Real don't appear to be as heavily customized as they are in the animated Gundam build shows and for me this is a great shame. I sincerely hope that this is only a case as the series begins and as it progresses hopefully the Gunpla will gain a similar level of customization to their animated counterparts. Oh and one more thing please don't just show Gunpla from the original Mobile Suit Gundam and Gundam Seed please. <laughs> And now I guess it's time for the obligatory social media plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at AshBeardGuy. You can follow Buildcasters on Twitter and Instagram, simply just at Buildcasters. You can follow my other project, Black Anime Podcasts, which is a platform and website dedicated to shining a light on anime and manga podcasts by black creators. Um, the socials for that on Twitter and Instagram are at Black Anime Pods. One other new piece of news I have to report, and you might notice it from the logo in the top right corner of the new Buildcasters podcast artwork, is that Buildcasters is now part of Black Manga. That's B-L-K-M-N-G-A. Black Manga is a platform and website designed to elevate the work of black creatives in anime and manga spaces. The website itself will be primarily centered around a directory of manga and webtoons by black authors and it's also the umbrella under which all of my projects will come under i.e black anime podcasts and buildcasters the actual tangible website for black manga should launch around the end of april at the earliest and mid-may at the latest you can follow my melanated mecha brother in arms sentai 5 on twitter at sentai 5 and I recently appeared on a black British podcast called The Nerd Alternative to review the mecha goodness that is Pacific Rim the Black. And you can check that interview out, which is their latest episode, by following them on their socials, which on Twitter is NRD Alternative, all one word. And on Instagram, it's just The Nerd Alternative. And on that note, Buildcasters out. Peace. This episode of Buildcasters was produced by Ash Beard Guy and Sentai 5 with music provided by Versi Jones. Battle, Battle ended. ended. Battle.